program is brought to you by Habakkuk Trust, celebrating 20 years of empowering communities. What you are informed of changes who you become. Six minutes after the hour, four right here on the big 100.3 FM. We are halfway through Metro Drive on a Tuesday afternoon, and we're now getting into the Voice of Habakkuk program, which is brought to you by Habakkuk Trust. Today, we're discussing lockdown related conflicts and remedies. And our speakers for today include Leslie Nube um, from the National Peace and Reconciliation Commission, as well as Habakkuk Trust CEO Dumisani Nkomo. Good afternoon, gentlemen, and welcome to Sky's Metro FM. Um, good afternoon. Um, Mr. Leslie Mube, may kindly introduce yourself. May you let us know who you are um, and what you do as the commission. Uh, thank you, Presenter. My name is Commissioner Leslie Mube. I'm one of the commissioners with the National Peace and Reconciliation Commission, a Chapter 12 mission in terms of the constitution of the land. And Jimisani um, Nkomo, may kindly introduce yourself and let us know um, what you do as Habakkuk Trust. Yes, um, I'm Jimisani Nkomo. I'm the Chief Executive Officer uh, of, of Habakkuk uh, uh, Trust. So I basically lead the, the organization in terms of uh, the, the vision, the direction, the strategy, the implementation, both on the on the programmatic and also on the finance side. Okay. And I'm Kulma about a lockdown and related conflicts and remedies. There has been an outcry over politicization of food aid and millimil sales in the past few weeks. Um, what has the NPRC done to act on this? Commissioner? Thank you. We have received um, some reports pertaining to the issue of politicization of food. And I think one latest incident uh, was the Wanda in terms of Amatabella South, where we went to see the councillors um, concerning this issue. A policy, food should not be politicized, and it is often the duty of councillors at times who are also involved in the distribution of food. And we are saying to them, look, they need to rise above partisan politics and ensure that they enable each and every uh, constituency member of their wards to actually access, especially when it comes to millimil. Yes, we have been uh, getting it also from various media platforms, but what we are saying as an NPRC is that we have a complaint handling desk. If you have a challenge on that particular note, bring it forward uh, to the NPRC and we'll follow up on, those, on that particular issue. We know it is a contested issue, especially when it comes to the pricing issues, but we also liaise with relevant departments. So this is exactly what we are doing as NPRC. Okay. Um, and then in terms of brutal law enforcement, particularly um, as witnessed in Cowdery Park, Wulawe recently, what is the position of the NPRC re- with regards to this matter? Look, we investigate. First, I would like to say that we follow the constitution of the land. And we're saying the respective arms that are actually mandated to police are here in terms of saying there should be a service charter that governs them. And 
all we are calling for is that there should be sanity and people should show a human face in terms of engaging with civilians and the culture park incident was unwarranted for and as a commission we have a position we condemn that with the strongest of all words and we believe strongly going forward the police should also realize and we know that it may be some rock elements within the police force but the police charter is very clear and in terms of saying that line centered and what transpired in culture park is not a reflection of the police and we are looking forward to the perpetrators being brought to book commissioner you mentioned earlier that um you have a set policy on how matters are reported and how they're dealt with for the benefit of our listeners um what are the steps involved in reporting issues to the NPRC look we have numbers that actually have been circulating we have got a complaint handling and investigations uh department where if you have a problem or you have a challenge you can actually come to our offices um on 6th or 1st mutual building in Bulawayo and register your complaint accordingly and the investigations team will then proceed and do the necessary investigations verify and do all the logistical issues and we get to the bottom of the issue accordingly Okay, thank you commissioner. And then to Dumisani as Habakkuk Trust in the work that you do within communities, are you seeing potential or emerging conflicts um, that you feel that the NPRC has to tackle? Yes, uh, the number of uh, potential and emerging conflicts uh, that are there in the communities both uh, in Wulawaya and also in surrounding rural uh, districts in Matipedele and South and Matipedele and uh, North I will highlight the issue of the quarantine centers, first of all. For example, we've got one in the United College of Education, we've got one in Plumtree, which was recently banned. Uh, 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 the conditions there are not, uh, are not very, very good, and that is likely to lead to a lot of uh, uh, conflict. Quite possibly that even the fire that broke out in Plumtree High is because the people that are staying there, uh, you know, that are in quarantine, are not happy about the conditions. So the conditions in these quarantine centers, first of all, is, is not very good. We've had cases of people escaping, uh, you know, places like Lupani. This obviously means that uh, the people who are quarantined there are, are not happy about the state of affairs. They, they're not happy about the living conditions. They're not happy about the service delivery. They're not happy uh, about being uh, treated like inmates in, in, in prison. So it is obvious that that's one one area that needs to be looked into the issue of the, the quarantine uh, centers. Secondly, the issue of uh, of service uh, delivery, you know, water. We're sitting on a time bomb in, in Bulawayo. We only get water once a week when we're lucky. And, uh, you know, that that that, that that is likely to lead to conflict because conflict in many parts of the world is caused by lack of water. Uh, you know, we, we, we see mothers, we see young people jostling for water in, in, in queues. So, so it's one area that can definitely lead to, to conflict and we need to look at that and come up with a holistic situation in order to, uh, to, to, to address that. Thirdly, the issue of food and the queues that we see especially in terms of uh, access to millennials. You know, the, 
you know, the, 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 the subsidized millimeter is, 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 is not there most of the time. And, you know, lack of food can cause riots. When people are hungry, it's very possible that people can become uh, violent. You know, so that's a, that's a big one. Fourthly is also the behavior of the police and the, the army. You note that Bulawa is got the highest number of people that have been arrested uh, during the lockdown uh, uh, period. And, uh, you know, there have been cases where the police, not all of them, some of the police harass uh, uh, people. You know, they tend to people from the CPD without, without cause. Uh, of course, people are not supposed to just be in the CPD. But we had instances where they just use, you know, the arbitrary decision-making powers to um, to detain people or to arrest uh, uh, people, to pick up people that are just outside their their, their home. So that is very worrying as well, the, the attitude or the behavior of these uh, the securocrats, the, the police, and also the, the soldiers uh, at, at times. So all these are, are, are potential points of conflict that need to be planned. Because as you know, when people are kept in, in one place and they have no food, they have no water, and they are restricted, the potential for tempers flaring are very, very high. Thank you, Dumisani. Commissioner, you have heard um, Amma points that have been raised by Dumisani. Your response to these? Um, my brother Nkomo raises quite lots of issues that are pertinent, but I would like to say in the resolve of conflicts, we have to know that it is not solely the NPRS's mandate, but we have to also work holistically and in a multi-sectoral manner with various stakeholders. For example, when it comes to issues of service delivery in Blawai, as the Commission were national in terms of outlook, Yes, we take note of the issues of water, but we accordingly make recommendations and it is also incumbent to the residents of Lawa to also take it upon the issue upon with their, their councillors that they elect to office in terms of they are the policy makers at that particular level and it is key in terms of their planning processes or their planning cycles that the issue of water is also prioritized. Why just we strongly know that also central government takes a particular role on the provision of water as a basic need to life. Um, when it also comes to the issue of uh, food security, I think we realize that um, perhaps we did not really get a very good harvest and some of these challenges that we're having in terms of uh, food security, in terms of millimil, and lastly, due to demand and supply issues and also the, the pricing of the commodities. So all we're saying at the end of the day, we also engage the consumer council, we also engage the law enforcement agents accordingly, and we also call upon those who are responsible for the distribution of millennials to be sober enough and to also understand that the commodity should be sold at the gazetted prices. This is what we can do as a commission. We then do not go to the extent of micromanaging uh, uh, those who are actually in the process of actually distribution, distributing the, the commodity. And on the issues of the quarantine centers, well, globally we've been faced with a challenge. 
And I would say there was no country that was actually prepared, fully, fully prepared. But we had to make a provision. Uh, government had to make provisions. I would not speak on behalf of government in terms of uh, the issue of quarantine centers, in terms of um, their management, because it is not within our purview as a commission. But yes, we monitor issues of human rights abuses uh, together with our sister commission, uh, the Human Rights Commission, and where it comes to issues of gender violations, uh, we also work hand in love with the Gender Commission. And where it also kicks in the issue of corruption, we also network with the Anti-Corruption Commission. So it is important to note that um, these quarantine centers are not the mandate of the commission as such, but we are also keen to see that those who are actually quarantined are actually given the befitting treatment and at the same time uh, they have access to the necessary uh, resources, be it food, be it food, and so on. We keep engaging also government because it is also our role as a commission to recommend to government in terms of policy reforms. This is how far we go as a commission. We know conflict are bound to be there in such circumstances. We, however, as a commission, we call for tolerance. We call for people to be tolerant to each other and why this, these issues are actually resolved. Thank you, Commissioner. 20 minutes after the hour, four, you're listening to the voice of Habakkuk um, radio program, which is brought to you by Habakkuk Trust. Namhlanje, we're discussing lockdown-related conflicts and remedies. If you have a contribution or comment to make on this particular issue that we're discussing, feel free to send through that feedback on our WhatsApp platform in Numbolo Ziti 774 Um Dumisani, you have been working closely with the NP PRC um, jointly on peace building initiatives in Matapeleland, especially um, with the issue on Kukurawundi. How has the prevailing public health context impacted on these efforts? Yes, we, as you have rightly stated, we've been partnering with the National Peace and Reconciliation Commission and the likes of Commissioner Nube in, in rolling out uh, peace building uh, projects in Matapeleland. This has obviously impacted heavily on our programming because uh, 90 to 95% of our progr- programming is dependent on, on physical access to people and to communities and physically having meetings because in most of the places where we operate, you need to have a face-to-face encounter, uh, you know, you need to have a face-to-face rapport with the people of, of our concern. So because of the lockdown and because of the coronavirus pandemic, this has severely affected our programming. And because of that, we've had to really migrate a lot of our programming to uh, obviously radio programming, virtual programming. Uh, we are doing a lot of video productions, audio productions as well. But this is not as good as having the traditional one-on-one engagement because, for example, Kukurawundu is a very sore matter. It's, it's a matter which requires trust. It requires trust building. It requires people to engage on a one-to-one basis. 
So because of the lockdown and because of the broader and bigger threat of the coronavirus, uh, this has severely impacted uh, on our people-to-people uh, programming in Matvilil and South and Matvilil and North uh, specifically. Um, do you feel that um, the lockdown is going to significantly slow down the progress that you've made? Yeah, significantly, but we, you know, as people that uh, are into change management as well, we have shifted some of our programming. Uh, I'm, I'm happy to also announce that we are producing a very brilliant documentary, for example, on exhumation, looking at the whole issue of exhumation. Yeah, we're also doing a very brilliant uh, documentary on, on missing persons because, as you know, uh, thousands of people disappeared during during Kukaraundi. We are doing a number of publications on this issue. We're doing a book on missing persons, uh, the first of its kind in Zimbabwe, which we are going to use as an advocacy tool because uh, we estimate between two to 5,000 people are unaccounted for. And most of these people did not get uh, pension. Most of the families did not get closure. So we have commissioned the research on these issues. We have commissioned documentaries on these issues. And these are products, media products that will outlive us. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, even if I die, even if a commissioner I know they live in Zimbabwe, even if Hapakukta ceases to exist, would have produced books and documentaries that outlive our existence and then that actually document uh, what happened so that the future governments have to account for that as uh, there is evidence. Because what is needed is, is evidence. The people are victims that die, survivors are, are dying. So our role is really to, to document those stories and we've managed to do to, to that in, in, in very creative uh, ways uh, as an organization. Yeah, those are definitely our creative ways and I'm sure quite a number of people will find um, those products very beneficial, particularly for information that they may not be able to access easily. Commissioner, in terms of um, the peace-building initiatives being affected by um, the restrictions that have been put in place by the lockdown, what is the NPRC doing to ensure that peace-building initiatives do continue despite these restrictions? Thank you. I invited a lot the last time to say we are faced with a global crisis and each and, the end, each and every one of us is not immune to be affected by COVID-19. And as such, we welcome the lockdown processes uh, by government to slow down the infection rate. And we are saying as a commission, We've also engaged into virtual processes of engaging with the communities. And we would, by all means, try and also protect our own employees, the secretary, the commission, to actually do any outreach processes up to the time a go ahead is actually given by the regulating authority in terms of uh, the safeness of our. Uh, us going on the ground, we remain on lockdown. However, we have the initiatives that we are doing, like broadcasting and engaging with the communities. And what we are doing at the present moment is to ensure that we call for tolerance. And when necessary, we've only got a skeletal staff that is actually maining the offices. And we want to also ensure that 
uh, health and safety issues are here to as a commission and above all we know that there are quite a number of issues that really need to be resolved uh, developmental issues conflictual issues dating from the past we know the country has gone through various epochs of conflict from pre-independence to post-independence and we have come up with a timeline in terms of resolving these issues however the kind of challenge that we are facing uh, definitely will slow down the process in terms of uh, of engagement or processing our work plans but we hope for the best and we are saying we are allowing the Minister of Health to actually lead in the process and we are also guided by the Ministry and we strongly feel that as a united country uh, we will actually conquer but this building is a process that really does not resolve issues within a day once this building processes are fast-tracked then surely we will do so much harm to the communities and this is what we call for as a commission in terms of uh resolving issues and at the present moment as a commission we are also on uh on lockdown we've downscaled our processes our intervention processes but we would also look for the key issues in terms of intervention that may crop up but we continue mapping conflicts okay. from you know. we have a few questions and comments from our listeners so i'll just read through all of them and then you can comment afterwards Abantu Bagoblawayo are not treated fairly in terms of food distribution. Corona is affecting everyone, um, not only people that are in certain parts of the country. Um, another listener, Utabiso Ekaudri, Uti, the problem here, Gobulawayo, is most people are self-employed. So this lockdown has made it very difficult to have access to food. And so when people go out, they're looking for food and then they get arrested. Um, we are forced to buy 10 kgs for about 5 US dollars a silly choice families are vulnerable agula luto commissioner wiling ayenzi follow up ku government um impupu ezithengiswayo sizabulawa yindlala not e covid ngoba sizabe singena e town sidinga yona impupu uthandekile emzilikazi yeah, those are the comments that we've received. Um, okay, definitely. I think my listeners informal sector. We small to medium scale enterprises. Simonita ukubana 
impopulate sikwitha njani abantu bayithola yini na xa kulezitolo eh ezithengisa the inflated prices izipi izitolo ubhalwe phansi khona lokho xa kulokuncindezelwe endawo nezijeneyo kuphakathekile njengezakhamizi ukubona sibe kwazi ukuthi sila malungelo athile silakho ukuthi siripoto kunye khona lokho uzimabhe human rights commission national peace and reconciliation commission ngoba umntwana ongakhaliyo ufela embelekwe Okay, Commissioner, before your comment, we have um, a couple of more messages that came in. Umunyumlaleli utimina ngfunugubuza uti ama polisi lawa chabandu wenziwani labadubula abandu seagubale mapipanda weni. Umunye uti police should understand that we are people in as much as we are people we need food. And they should stop behaving as though they stay in another world. Everyone knows our desperate situation in Zimbabwe. Those are the comments that we've received, Commissioner. Thank you. And it is also important to be engaged in councillors such that they know the distribution processes. that what level. When it comes to corruption, inflated prices in terms of who are involved. And then when it comes to also it distribution here cash for the elderly, yes, I know this is actually the Department of Social Welfare that is actually actually mandated who distribute in cash there. But engage your councillors, engage your respective members of parliament. And they are also going to take it up with the respectively in parliament and also reform policy. It is not only the chapter 12 institutions, um, commissions, but we also work in hand and plus with various stakeholders like Harper Cook Trust and so on with it. Which all these issues should be brought to light. Also work with the media. They can also actually bring those issues uh, to light. When they'll see such 
people are here, are involved in terms of this scandal, can be brought to book. And then on the issue of policy and the issue of uh of beating the the public, I would want to dwell on the issue of culture, but that that is the issue that is actually been reported. It is important to now you feel there was a violation during that and also go and report even within the police there is what you call internal investigations and with the police officer you go to the next level until you get to the officer of you're in charge province that is within your right but on the issue of the cultural facilities, because they came and reported the issue. And on the issue of the cultural facilities, we are actually beaten up by the police. I think you've seen what so much work has, work has been done, the identification parade has been done. And we're saying those are rogue elements within the police, not the entire police force is like that. We do not paint all of them with one price. And the course of justice is taking its place. And we know strongly as a coalition, which in light we have set our eyes on this particular case, that the perpetrators will be brought to court. I think so far, so good. This is what I can say as a coalition. Okay, so Sitola, I'm a comment, I'm a name, especially in Laezo. But I think the ones that um, stand up for me, Gulum Lalelo to say Gulumane 12, we have heard people report such cases. There's still no change, and that's why we don't see the effectiveness of reporting such cases. Umunyum Laleli, um, would like to find out if the government can be taken to task for failure to um, pay. COVID allowances or support, financial support for individuals that have since become unemployed or are unable to survive during um, COVID-19. Corruption is now taken for cooperation instead. And that's one big challenge that we're facing now. Corruption is um emalaba shops elopengula but bafuna 5 us or 100 rands tina sihola ibond which was sizabulawa indlala not e covid abaningi basically bakhala about indaba ye food distribution and also ukuthi ba reporter but they don't see anything being done and that's why they are discouraged um to report certain cases i, I think Beyond the reporting, Emma policing and other places, there are also organizations in the Lama Lumula Avantu, Eastside, Munza, Nazenzele, Ndebele, the lawyers for human rights, Christian legal society. Wonka Moka Hapa Cook Trust, Gulabo Wild Women Leadership Development Trust, Gulabo Masakanini, there are so many organizations which provide free uh, services. Some of them provide even free legal services.
human rights. About provide them up free services. from um the comments that i'm receiving here i think into saying is basically e access to information um and lama channels of how to report um there's one listener who said that engaging counselors or authorities at ward level is pretty unrealistic because they've tried to do so and nothing has been successful that regard but i think dumisani your comment about also ama civil societies being involved at grassroots level might really help in assisting um to ensure within there was a corruption was actually brought to book and uh, to and put to an end unfortunately commissioner if you can give us um your last words with regards to um what we've been discussing Well, I just said to comment on the last uh, on, on the last issue of saying uh, engaging counselors uh, is not uh, bearing any fruit. See now, as a commission, when we look at a counselor, we view him as a policy maker at that respective level. And who comes in alone for the long way what is so not good for a take the process of also voting or also exploring that somebody then it's also a challenge. However, what we are seeing as a commission, we are open in terms of engagement. And if there are any complaints our doors are open and let try and avoid bringing bring your issue as an individual not as a mob and report it to the commission the commission will ensure that we take steps towards bringing sanity okay thank you commissioner and Dumisani, your final words um, as we wrap up this discussion Yeah, I, I think first of all, the whole issue of uh, access to food, lama conflict, kumayo, these are issues that require, uh, you know, uh, uh, a multidisciplinary approach, a holistic uh, uh, approach. It's not just Habakkuk Trust, not just civil society, not just the Human Rights uh, Commission, uh, but it requires all of us to put our hands uh, together. And also, secondly, to say if there are human rights violations or will a corruption at, at what level? Uh, let's make sure that we do contact our residents association our civil society organization as organizations ourselves will try through your radio so to make our numbers available uh, on a daily basis of collecting information and making sure that our complaints are want to address immediately so a civil society organization is our desire to work with people at the grassroots level 
and will ensure that people do have the information, they do have the numbers and the contacts in order to ensure that the corruption and the violation of people's rights is, is addressed. Um, and with that, can we please have your contact details? How can they do so? Yes, I'm, I'm sure you you can highlight my number. It's 0779617926. would also be putting through our other numbers as well, our hotline numbers, but that's the number that I can avail for now. Okay. Thank you so much, Dumisani. Um, Habakkuk Trust CEO, we've been discussing lockdown-related conflicts and remedies. Um, remember, you can tune into this program every um, Tuesday afternoon between 4 and 4.30 p.m. And you can always feel free to send through your questions and your feedback on this, um, on this um, through our WhatsApp platform, 774 program is brought to you by Habakkuk Trust, celebrating 20 years of empowering communities. What you are informed of changes who you become. Yes, you are. You are listening to Sky's Metro FM. Yes, someone do.